is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, in the locker room, let's welcome one of my favoritest writers. That would be Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider, who happens to be the father of a near-legendary soccer goalie of a young gal. Wex, how's that young lady of yours doing? My big mouth and my friends are the reason this poor girl has to live up to such intense scrutiny. <laughs> She's doing great. She's doing great, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, they uh, are in first place, and tomorrow they travel to play three-time defending MAC champ Bowling Green. Whoa! And Bowling Green is off to a slow start, uh, and uh, you know the uh, Bobcats are two and zero. They beat the preseason favorite Buffalo. No kidding. And then they came back, and, yeah, they, they proved they weren't going to let down. I, I gave them a speech about the L.A. Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders, and and they listened. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't let down, and they're 2-0. Oh. <clears throat> well, Wex, what's, what's the weeping and gnashing of teeth been about this week? Because I know that you are tuned to a lot of Steelers Nation. You get a lot of feedback, and I know that there's a lot of people that are – um, a little bit grubbified over the nature of the way things are going. Obviously, we're all unhappy with it. No, nobody's happy in one and two. But uh, certainly, uh, what's what are they pinpointing? What are they saying? Well, the griping and the whining. You know, when when I want to do it, I know it's best not to look and see what the others are saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Wow, I. I said this team was 11 and 6 I mean I have to I have to go back to my my readers and tell them I'm really not this stupid um you know I mean it's what what we're figuring out and I'm really not sure what everybody's griping about oh the fourth and 10 play call yeah you know when Tom when Tomlin said we didn't have any plays left yeah for a team that scored one touchdown you know it's not like they're uh pinballing and they it's 48 48 um, uh, I think he just said that. I think he just said that to either A, um, defend Roethlisberger's check down, or B, uh, take a shot at the play caller. <laughs> I can't believe they would be out of plays. Can you? No, no. I no. To me, yeah. that's just coaches speak to cover up some things. Number one is if you were going to run some sort of action like that and check it out to – uh, Najee, that quickly, there's got to be offensive linemen that you got to have out on the hoof. I mean, if you're gonna, you're expecting the picket fence, you would think that the the hogs would be out there and screaming down the field. And one of the things that I, I really believe, and I'm hoping, um, is that we get to some more screens because I think screens are are huge. But you've got to have the linemen get out there, Max. You know what I'm talking about. You got to have that yeah. kickout guy, and you got to have the second guy pick up and, and head downfield, and you got to have one guy in the peel back, and you've got to do it fast. You can't be out there and be late on that kickout. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to have the kickout, and you have to have the alley trail guy. Yeah. That, that, that's most important. That you have to have those two because you got to have somebody leaving the ca- the cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Since 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 they didn't have the the kickout guy or the, uh, right. the guy leading the cavalry or anyone else. <laughs> i got to think it was someone else's fault. Well, it makes me wonder. Okay, that's all I'm saying. You know, if you're going out there <laughs> with a screen, the idea is to have the screen. Um, the screen meets the picket <laughs> fence. You know what I mean? Uh, but there, when there's no well, screen and only a picket fence, uh, I don't know. 
That one's suspicious. It had to be Ben reading Blitz, right? Full Max Blitz. He had to read that. I mean, that's what they were disguising. Well, so, again, I you know I, I got to believe that there's there's more to it than than just that. But regardless, running out of plays. Yeah, I yeah. I don't believe it. I I'm sorry. I've never met an offensive coordinator who didn't have a play uh, tucked away in their <laughs> back pocket somewhere for just such a situation. You know, I mean, it just it just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, uh, Ben Ben. You're going to have to, you know, next time, we, you know, on the next play, you're going to have to spike it because I don't even have that play again. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, just, just, just take the snap and spike it. You know, that's when you get down in the dirt and you say, okay, you're the bottle cap, you're the stick, all right, you're going into the corner of the end zone and at the at the Buick, make a right, you know, back the way, back in, when we play it on the street, you know, the street ball. That's the sort of thing you do. But regardless, you know, the one thing about it is, and, and I look at this, and I was talking about this with, with Max earlier, the, the point is also in getting back the people that you went and won a game in Buffalo with. And everybody seems to forget that, you know, we're down a number of guys, and we may have the opportunity to get some of those guys back coming up this week. And I don't care what anybody says, the Jimmys and Joes are bigger than the X's and O's. And I, whether you scheme or not, it's still those guys, as Dick uh, LeBeau once said, it was amazing how much smarter he got as a secondary coach, as a defensive coordinator, when he had Greg Lloyd, Rod, Rod Woodson, and Carnell Lake playing for him. Well, you know, it's like he was missing uh, Aaron Smith, uh, Brett Kiesel, Casey Hampton, <laughs> and uh, James Harrison. Only, only, only Lamar Woodley was there. I mean, they were missing four or five starters up front. They were. Only Cam was there, and they were trying to use Cam as a nose tackle. And if you notice, some of those longer runs by their running back was uh, pushing Cam around a little bit in there in the nose. Um, That's why you got Isaiah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know. You know, they took him out and and replaced him with Loudermilk and kicked Cam inside when they were going like light base, kind of, you know. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe first and ten compared to, uh, or maybe second and ten compared to first and ten, or some, you know it, it was more we're going to play our base, but this is going to be more of a pass rushing base, and then uh, uh, they would run and uh, they would they would get ten fourteen yards. A couple of their main runs were against that formation, against that set of personnel. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, I think Ben is uh, a little skittish behind this line still. Uh, I don't know that he's all that washed. I, I mean, I really, I, I think he's got, uh, Wolf, you pointed it out in your article in, in my site. Um, yeah. He's still nimble around the pocket. Yeah. And he's he still can throw. Uh, he's not throwing anything over the middle, though. And I know that takes a, a harder gun. He's throwing a lot of moon balls down the, down the sideline, but um, I, it's, he still makes he still makes good throws. He does. <laughs> There's no question, Wex. I mean, I'm sorry, he, I disagree. Little... When people say to me that he's washed up, I, I don't buy it. Okay, I just don't buy it. Now, there's. I understand he had he had one bad decision there. He made that one decision when he threw when he was drifting to his right and he threw it right to the linebacker. It was a horrible play. He said it's a horrible play. But that one when Hubbard hit him, you can't help it when you're getting hit in the middle of a throw and you throw one up in a, as a gopher ball because you've got a situation where the back or the line, one of the two didn't get the call and didn't account for Hubbard as a stand-up middle linebacker when he's a big guy. Um, that's a problem. 
But you look at that, 58 passes, there's 38 other good decisions there. It wasn't as bad. You know, Aaron Rodgers looks better at 38. I'll, I'll give him that. But Ben looks better at 39 than Peyton did at 39 when he won the Super Bowl. True point. So, good point. Yeah, I think true. it's doable. I know Peyton really seems to be able to read defenses a lot better than Ben is. Uh, I think we need more of that from Ben. I think he needs more trust in his line to get rid of that skittishness. Uh, and, and, and he needs the running game to threaten the defense and make it less predictable. And this is all a process. Is why we didn't realize this in the beginning. I think we knew. We all wrote it. But now we're kind of angry about it. But it is a process. Well, I think also, Any Jim, thoughts? we should have taken we should have taken Ben at his word when he said this is going to take time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, 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 I think that's I think that's that's the realization. And I think people, you know, and I made this analogy uh, that we're in such a microwave society, right? We want it now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to let it, you know, cook. We don't want to let it properly marinate. We want it just boom, throw it in the microwave. It should be done in five minutes, and I should have my meal. And Mm-hmm. You realize if you go to a restaurant because you want somebody else to cook and take that extra process out, you know, but if you're doing it at home, you're rushing, it's middle of the week. Uh, you know, I got <laughs> home late. I need to eat something. It's 7.05. I'm trying to get something done by 7.30. You know, you, you, you get into this kind of shuffle. But, you know, it, I think when we look at it, there's a lot of new pieces. And when you're trying to build the depth, because you lost a lot in a very short amount of time, right? You lose three starters Mm -hmm. on your offense, you know, to either cut, free agency, retirement. That's tough because Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen normally, especially for good teams. You don't anticipate the turnover to be that high. You expect turnover, right? You expect there's a certain attrition rate, but it's normally role or support players. Not a lot of, Mm -hmm. you might get one or two starters maybe, between the whole team but to get three on one side of the ball in that one position group that's a tough fill and essentially to bring in five brand new starters and expect it to go smoothly and then work in you know rookies on top of that four of them being true college rookies um you know into something and and then have them and then your star players you know are injured it's a tough prospect and i think people kind of hit the panic button you know you're trying to get rid of guys left and right uh, you know, you know, the one thing I heard was pe- people trying to get rid of Ben, right? They're like, oh, we need to put in Haskins or we need to put in Mason. It's like, what is that going to prove? What is that going at mm. this point of the year? What is that going to prove? And Jim, in your experience, how often have you seen a shift in a quarterback like that where it's not a where it's not a top ten first round draft pick that you're trying to put in there, but guys who are somewhat established and have been in this league for a couple of years that you're trying to rotate them out. How often does it happen, and how, how good does that team end up being from your experience? I, I, I can only think of one, and I thought it was deserved. You know, Cordell Stewart was coming off offensive player of the year, and Tommy Maddox was just scoring touchdowns every time he took the field. It was just Mason Rudolph is not doing that. Yeah. I mean, practice yeah. in preseason, Maddox was lighting it up, and we're all like, hey, 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 what about this guy? And the coaches were doing the same thing. He just, when he took the field in 2002 to practice field or preseason, you know, Mason did okay in the preseason, but he did not score a touchdown in nine possessions. He does not deserve, he does not deserve anything. And uh, so, so, and Maddox did it, and, and it, it, it 
fizzled out. And by the end of the year, by next year, uh, it was a disaster. And then, Max, you joined the team and saved them. <laughs> That's right. It was, uh, it was my co-host, Max Starks, who came along, right. made the big plays, saved the team. Everything was, yes, way That's to go. Right. Made tackles on interceptions. He was, he was awesome. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny is uh, I was going through my notes for the Polamalu book, and I came through, I think it was the year uh, 2008, Darnell Stapleton entered a game as the right guard. And the, the team was losing, you know, getting shut out at halftime. And they, and he played okay, but they turned around and won like 27-10 in the second half. And I said to Stapleton, I said, you're a game changer, aren't you? <laughs> and and I, think, I, I think, Max, you were next to him and you overheard me. And you said, yeah, yes. game changer. And Ben started shouting, game changer, game changer. <laughs> and pointing at Stapleton. And the quote from Stapleton was, now look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. That is yeah, a yeah. great quote. Now yeah. look what you did. Offensive lineman not wanting to be in the spotlight because as the great Joe DeLamalier, a Hall of Fame guard from back in my era, back in the 80s, as he always put it, when one of the offensive linemen gets the spotlight on him, it's usually not good. We're not very good-looking people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness you know, I, go ahead about changes i think everybody wants a change you're talking about the quarterback and i i don't see that as being a feasible move um and, and i think people want linemen change and and like we talked about last week i don't i don't see where it change i, I maybe 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 half an hour at center but then he becomes your starter i don't think they want that yet i i until Green totally bottoms out, I don't think you want to make that move unless he's hurt, and then it wouldn't be a bad move for stability, I think. But the move I would make, and tell me if I'm crazy, I would move Derek Watt to a wing, H-back type tight end in place of Ebron. There's no question in my mind that I think um, more with Watt. And listen, Ebron is a skilled pass catcher. Unfortunately, he's got too many drops, but – you know what? If you look at the counter trap that we're talking about, um, you've got to be able to block at the point of attack if you're over there. And if if you're it's if it's always known that you're going to run away from him, then you've already eliminated half the field uh, through scouting. So you've got to have a guy that is capable of blocking at the point of attack. And Derek Watt would be more capable in that instance. I love the fact that they went with 13 personnel. They went with three tight ends. But Zach Gentry is the guy that can block out of that group of three. So. Derek Watt would always be appreciated, I think, in any shape or form. Well, okay. Uh, you're higher on Gentry's blocking than I am, but I do think he is the best of the three. But that's why I'm thinking maybe more Watt or Kevin Rader. I, I don't know if he's any kind of receiving threat, but he is a good I don't blocker. Ebron. Yep. He is a good blocker. Yes. No and question. That's what they need right now. Yeah. All right. We got to go to break, fellas. We'll have to leave this and okay. pick it up next week, Wex. But. Thank you so much for joining us in the locker room. That's Jim Wexel, author of the great Palomalo book, because it's everything you want to know about Troy, and it's got a great picture of Troy and his hair on the front cover. That's really a good picture, Jim, by the way. And also had a, had a Steel City Insider. Thank you so much, Wex. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. Uh, that's that's uh, Jim Wexel for uh, uh, Max Starks and myself uh, and the Ninjas. We'll be back after this message.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, it's, it's that time of week. You know what time of week it is, Max? It's time it for Weigh In Wednesday, my friend. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> I just want to run away. I just want to run away. Run away, run away, run away. Okay. Well, uh, I will go first, or do you want to go first? It's up no, to no, you. No, you can go first, Okay, sir. I'll go, go first. first. Now, you think about this. Last week, I, I weighed in at a 309. Get Zooks, man. You know, this getting under three bills is tough. You know, there's just yeah. so much food, so little time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's 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 like you said that the greatest comfort food in the world is lasagna. You know, I love that stuff. That can't beat it. Can't beat it. No. Okay. Well, I weighed in this morning at ding 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 three oh five baby three oh what do you mean wait though no, it's down from 309 <laughs> oh and i still get booed wait a minute i lost weight i lost three and a half pounds i mean i, I was doing my best i was getting down 305.5 and i get booed jacob just crushed me oh and i thought i was doing so well I guess uh, I have to stick to the ultimate plan of getting under three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd's exactly. a little restless, and they're a little disappointed in me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good crowd. As you can tell, we have a big, nasty crowd here in the locker room. And uh, I yeah. got roundly booed. So, Max, it's up to you to redeem this week and make it something. Well, uh, so I weighed in last week at 342. I okay. waited this morning at 346. Whoa, wait a uh, minute. So what what, what did I hear? Four pounds. Yeah, you heard it right, but I put on seven pounds of muscle. So that is technically good weight Which, that I put on. Wait a minute. Jacob's in there. Well, hold on. He, he's 50-50 on it. He's yeah, the target is it. what? 330, wasn't it? 330 is the total goal, yes. Okay, I think that says everything. I don't care about the good weight. Or what. Yes. Yes, you, you join me. Listen. Listen, you talked him into it. You talked him into it. He was wavering. <laughs> Caesar, Caesar was wavering with the mid-thumb, and you forced his hand down. He was. He, he was sitting like, there. He's like going yeah. like this, and I'm looking at him, and then he just but, went, and he buried right, you. But my bench press is still impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I got no shoulders to bench press with That's anymore. Right. You, you, you see, you see, you see the musculature here, Wolf. I see zoo. it. I you see, see it. it. I still got Little it. Cramp I shot. It. I see it. Okay, yeah, but yeah. you know what? You're still roundly booed. All right, let's go yeah. to the phones because we got Juan. <laughs> and Juan, what's your weight, buddy? Hello. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What what's your weigh in Wednesday weight, Juan? Hey, I'm still at two thirty, baby. I'm still getting it. I'm still I still I still got fifteen more to go. Oh, you got okay. Well, you know what? Oh, you got okay. fifteen more to go. All right. Yeah, so, I'm trying to get to two fifteen. Yeah. All right. So okay. you're trying to get to two fifteen. We're gonna boo you, there Juan, because you go. didn't get there. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Spread those booze around, just like we talked about. It was just like the garlic hey. bread. Don't leave any cranny hey. unmixed. <coughs> Plenty of hey, booze hey, for everybody. 
It was a cheeseburger Monday, that's for sure. Great, great move. Juan, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Hey, well, to be honest, I'm I'm um I'm, I'm gonna congratulate you. I'm proud of you. You are um, at three oh five now, so you got six more pounds. I'm going in the right direction, okay? As yeah, Chalooch so would say, as Tunch would say, go in the right direction, okay? To quit going up and down. Get yeah, in the right yeah. direction. So let's see if we can keep it yeah. going. Yeah, at least you didn't go up, so I'm proud of you, Will. So keep it up, my buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll see next week after we've had cheese curds. I, hey, I, 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 I know when you go to Green Bay and get all that cheese, I know. Oh, my heavens. All right, what you got, Juan? What, what else you got for us today besides us humiliating right. ourselves with uh, the way in Wednesday? <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, every like um, I'm, everybody just need to go ahead, and get over the loss. Let's go ahead and get move on to Green Bay. I'm I'm sick and tired of everybody complaining. It's <laughs> over with. We lost. Let's go ahead on about business and get back on this winning streak. Absolutely. I like that. We need to turn things around, and I, I believe it's so. One of the things that's going to help turn things around again is that you got three guys: T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Deontay Johnson. They're scheduled to resume practicing this week, okay? That's big. That's important, man, because we've seen what the lack of T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, can do. And I really believe, I don't care what you say about the schematics, when your Jimmys and Joes are better than their Jimmys and Joes, you got a better opportunity, that's for sure, for a W. Yeah, Absolutely. and also uh... – and also, uh, I was listening to uh, Will Wakes. He always brings a good stuff also. And um, I agree with him. Why they don't bring out Kevin Reader from the practice squad? Because that guy can block for real. I saw him in a couple of preseason games. Good point. That's a great point. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, Max, what do you think? I think it's how do you justify four guys, four tight ends, you know, and, and who do you sit down? And then, of course, how does that affect your special teams? Because, you know, that, that's always the numbers game, right, at, at that at that part. When you get to, you know, the 45 dress guys, right, you want to see, okay, from guy 37 to 45, those are your core special teams guys. Does Kevin Rader fit into that core special team zone? Um, because you already have three guys, so really you're talking about 42 guys, right, because punter, long snapper, kicker, are automatic. You're not those are the those are the core of the special teams. So really you're talking about those last six uh before you get to the last three. That's where you're in. And so can Kevin Rader also be in kickoff, kickoff return, punt coverage, punt return? Can he do those as well? I think that's where you question because you're gonna have to sit somebody down in order to bring Kevin Rader up. And then who are you cutting from your active fifty three to make space for him on the active roster to then be on a dress roster. So there's a lot of moving parts with that, and you don't want to lose a guy uh, that's a key contributor. Yeah, well, um, well, the way the way Ebron is going, I think you need to sit that guy because on those couple of throws, Ben was throwing home was like sick, like second down and like a third, key third down. He keep dropping the ball. You know, I I gotta agree with you, and I'm I'm thinking Max. More you you got the the thing stimulated my gourd here. 
you, know, you think about it, Raider was a, an excellent special teams contributor. He was one of those okay. core four guys. He is capable. Of, you know, I mean, his his catching ability. It was. I'm sure he's working at it. He, you know, is not renowned as a as a pass catcher, but he is known for some excellent blocking. And the fact is, if you could bring up that guy, that guy there, and maybe I don't know, maybe you you got to shake up Ebron a little bit. Maybe you've got to set him for a week or so. But that might not be a bad idea. You know, if you're going to go 13 personnel, that's something to consider. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, but yeah, so it is a consideration. It's also the consideration that if you're going jumbo tight end in 13 and you're bringing in Zach Banner. Right? True. Which one, which one, which one is, a, is a better choice for you? Um, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. I, I'm hoping the Steelers are kicking all of these thoughts in their head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause I, I don't yeah, you have to you have to create you have to create something that gives you that advantage, um, either in in the run game or in the passing game. That's going to give you a better opportunity to have success. Because, like you said, the drops are unacceptable. Um, whiffing on blocks is unacceptable. So you need somebody who can do one or both of those, preferably uh, well. And we have not seen that from Eric yet. Yeah, I also took. Hey. One more thing, I say, yeah. One more thing, I let you guys. Okay. I hope so too, because um, we need to go ahead and turn around. Because like like everybody wants the Steelers, the Steelers to start tanking. That's not the Steelers way. We don't do that. No. Man. We we go out and give all our, our hard play, and we play to the to the fighters over. I let you guys go. Shout out to the crew, and y'all guys have a good one. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Juan. Appreciate it, Juan. And uh, glad that uh, you got booed as well on our way in Wednesday. Okay, we'll be back with more coming up after this. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, Blas Bell Lap here in the locker room, and we're going to pull out an oldie but a goldie. We got CR waiting on the phone. CR, welcome to the locker room. Hey, what's going on, you two? CR, still in Chicago, in the locker room with Max Wolf and the Ninjas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You got to watch out for them Ninjas, CR. They, you never know yeah, when they're going to no, get so, you. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Ninjas are, are good people. Some of the Ninjas, they got their own, they got their own show on the weekend, so that, that, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> hey, it, man. Hey, you guys know that you wasn't, Juan wasn't going to let you get by with, with no mishaps. You know he was going to be in your case. <laughs> well, he got booed, too. So if you want in yeah, on this too, you can get in on it too on Way In Wednesdays. Oh well, hey, I'm I'm good compared to you guys. My, my <laughs> max weight is hey, my max weight is 181, man. What are you and now? So, um, huh? What are you now? I'm I'm 181. Okay, so what do you got to get to? Uh, 180. Hey, I'm I'm almost there. All right. Well, that hey, make sure you get there next week. 
All right? So yeah. there are no excuses. If you go up to 182, you're going to get roundly booed. Hey, I had some Frosted Flakes this morning, so, you know, that put me up to, to – <laughs> I've been, eating, I've been eating Frosted Flakes since I was a kid, man. All so, right. Tony the Tiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, you know, I was just – yesterday we had seven calls, and we had one first time. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I went back to my uh, to my list, and I was looking at the – I want to say upbeat because I know we're down right now, and things are just all topsy-turvy. But um, I went back, and I, I looked at that 1976 season, and uh, they lost the first game against the Raiders. And then they won the second game against the Browns, and that was a game that Turkey Joe Jones uh, slammed the Bradshaw to the ground and right. knocked him out for a while. And then uh, they lost the next three games to New England, Minnesota, and Cleveland. A total score of 49 to 63. But then, here's what really pumps you up. They won the next nine games in a row within uh, those wins with three shutouts yep. in, a, in a row, back to back to back. And also a pair of shutouts back to back for a total of five shutouts in nine games. It's amazing. However, they went up to um, they went up to Baltimore and played against the Colts at that time and lost forty to fourteen. They also lost um, they won forty to fourteen, but they lost a uh, Bradshaw. Excuse me, they lost um, Franco and Franco uh, and Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, yeah, they were injured, and then they uh, they lost twenty four seven to the eventual AFC champion. Uh, Super Bowl eleven Oakland Raiders. So, yep. but anyway, that just keeps me pumped up. I like to look at that. There's a there's a video out with um, uh, uh, Lambert, and he talks about that, and that kind of keeps me um keeps me pumped up. So, I'm I'm with you guys. Uh, I like some of the stuff you guys were talking about as far as the things we got to do. We do need to get get on a winning streak, and who knows? Uh, it is a work in progress. Uh, ben is um, getting towards the end the end of his game. It's just a fact for all of us. Uh, everybody has to has to go at a certain point in time. But right now, uh, it's the other people around him that need to come together. If they if they get their job done, then he's got the wherewithal to be able to uh, pull it all together. What do you guys think? Go ahead, well, Max. I completely agree. I, I think I think you have to have a complete total buy-in in order for it to work. We can't put all this pressure on Ben. And expect Ben to be the answer. Ben is the cure-all. No, it, it's a it's a team effort. That means you need to give Ben an opportunity to be at his best, just like we expect the other players to be at their best when their number's called. And that's the thing. You put it on his, on his chest 58 times, what are you expecting? And you're not getting the other 10 players to do their job. All 11 have to work in coordination and in sync with each other for this to work. The run game must be there to set up the play-action mm-hmm. game. If you don't have either one of those and you're looking at Ben and say, oh, he's old, oh, he can't throw the ball. Well, why are you making him throw the ball that many times? Joe Burrow is 12 years younger than Ben, probably 15 years. I don't even know. I'm not the math. I don't know what his age is. But he only threw the ball 18 times in that game. So what does that say? You know, you had the same opportunities that they had. You need to run the ball better because exactly. a younger guy threw – I mean, literally 40 less passes. Listen to that. 40 less passes than the other guy. And you're expecting the older guy to throw more passes and be way more successful. No, there has to be balance out there. And everybody has to do it. And that that's where it comes down to. Last thought, CR, because we're going to have to go. When ben, came, when ben came on board in, the, in uh, oh, uh, uh, when he first started playing of 04, 05, he was, he was only throwing 
18, maybe 20 pass. No, maybe less than that for a game. But they we, are, we only allowed him to throw the ball 25 times. I was with him during those years, yeah. <laughs> ben had a 90% win rating when we threw the ball 25 times or less. Yeah. But you had a running game. League. We had a heck of a running game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see how we're going to roll, buddy. Thank right, you so much, man. Meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you so much, CR. We appreciate you. Thanks, CR. Well, you know what? Hopefully, we're going to find out more things coming up today. We got practice, and hopefully, you got Alex Highsmith, you got uh, TJ Watt, you got Deontay Johnson all participating, hopefully, and we'll get a, a report, and then we'll start into Green Bay tomorrow. Max, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you as well, my friend, and we will get it in. We've gotten past way in Wednesday. Absolutely. Now, and, and by the way, there's no more rattlesnakes uh, down in the yard, is there? No more rattlesnakes. Okay. Nope, nope, no, no four alarm fire anymore. All right. Thanks so much, <laughs> Max. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Appreciate you checking in. You're in the locker room with Max, uh, with Wolf, with the, the Ninjas in uh, ESPN Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers Radio. You know what? I just totally blew that. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>